Welcome to the Book Business Boss Show, hosted by Julia Royston, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the Book Business Boss Show. I'm Dr. Julia Royston of BK Royston Publishing, Royal Media and Publishing, and the coaching community, The Book Business Bosses, where we help you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth. So I'm super excited to uh, let you know that there is a new place that you can find all of my contact information, my websites, my online stores, um, my um, social media information, my email, everything is all in one place and a few bonuses. So go there to www.julia akroyston.com. Julia, J-U-L-I-A, and then another A, and then a K, Royston, R-O-Y-S-T-O-N.com. So Julia, A-K, I guess like, you know, powerful. Hey, I don't know. But uh, my parents gave me two middle names. So I thought that would distinguish me from everyone else. So um, Julia, akroyston.com. Visit there for all of my contact information, online stores, and all that good stuff to get you started um, to being a book business boss and finding out everything that's going on with me, including my new books, merchandising, um, all my upcoming events where I'm going to be in the world. Keep up with me at juliaakroyston.com. So today we're talking about, um, still talking about writing and really producing um, books that are going to do uh, multiple audiences. Now, the reason why I do that is because uh, over time and over my travels, I realized that some of the works that um, that I uh, write about and some of the topics that I write about um, fit multiple audiences, meaning they fit the child and they fit the teenager and they fit the adult. Now, my approaches in writing and the presentation may be different, but the message is the same. So I really want to first off emphasize that if you're going to write to multiple audiences, remember the language may have to change, the vocabulary, the words that you specifically use may have to change, but the message should remain the same. It may be presented in different ways, um, but it's still the absolute same. Um, and, and biblically and historically, um, uh, the master teacher, of course, was Jesus Christ himself. And if you are biblically based or faith-based, and we are a faith-based uh, um, station at all, you know that Jesus um, had the same message throughout. He came to redeem and save the world and die and for our redemption, but it was um, delivered in so many different ways because it depended on the audience that he was talking to. So the things that I have written, um, some of the you know top two um, topics that that really have really resonated with me because I was categorized as a gifted child. Now I'm not talking about academically, I'm talking about as a creative. And so um, the athletes are really heralded and oh my gosh, he can put 
you know, um, a ball in a basket. And, you know, he can throw uh, a football um, to the uh, end zone and uh, baseball at the park. And that's wonderful. And I am a sports fanatic, as you know, and nothing against the sports people. But the creative people, you know, are kind of looked upon as nerds and and different and odd and and even the gifted, um, the creatives uh, and technology. You know, your your stereotype for a creative is round glasses and and um, you know getting a, a super excited on new technology, but you know having all that suave, suave and uh, and finesse is just not there. Well, I really kind of wanted to herald the gifted person because I am basically that that person. And I understand what that's like. And having worn round glasses since I was eight years old and all that, I really wanted to champion the gifted's cause. The athletes are, are you know, um, celebrated in the, in the stands every week and every new season. But the gifted are, were gifted year round. So I... Um, have an adult version and it's titled the gifted and then i have a teen version the teen edition that's titled the gifted and then um i have a young um elementary age uh, boy book which is titled with my own two hands and it talks about using your hands for good and the things that you will create the things that you would develop and then i have a girl version that's called Jackie's Gift. I'm currently working on a uh, another book that's called uh, Cool Creatives. And that is really what I'm going to be um, going along with my Write That Book Now with the adult version. So the adult version is Write That Book Now, Publish That Book Now, Promote That Book Now. That's a little overwhelming for teenagers or even young ones. So I really wanted a um, kind of an activity book, um, uh, writing a workbook, kind of all in, uh, put together, but I wanted it fun for uh, teenagers and young ones. So that that's kind of, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I'm really uh, developing is uh, uh, things that go across multiple audiences. There's a children's version and there's an adult version. So first off is The Gifted. I told you about the four books for that. Then the next series that I'm doing is the Write That Book Now. And that's really kind of the cool creators book. And then I I even have, um, I have a Terrence the Terrific, um, really, really affirmations and uh, it's a full series story. But then I'm coming up with a um, Jalen the Creative. So she's, that's a fictional character, but she's really a, a, an attribute to, uh, being gifted. And, you know, she writes, she loves music. Uh, she has a dad who's a graphic artist, a mom who's a sculptor and a musician. So, you know, th that's kind of a, a tribute to the creative process. And I really wanted that because I, I really uh, want to be a champion of the creative. So that's me. That's me. That's what I do. Um, I also know that Financial literacy is a big hot topic right now. So having something for um, younger ones so that they start off the process early, as well as having some, as they say, redirection and repurposing 
for adults is really key. So getting down into hot topics that you're addressing as a coach, that you're addressing as a, um, you know, in your mentorship or even your life story, think about how can that transfer to a younger audience? How can that transfer to the next generation or the previous generation? How can that transfer? And you may have to tweak the vocabulary, tweak the, uh, uh, the way you approach it and the way the formatting that it's that it appears, but you really want to get the meat of your message to everyone. Um, one that, uh, a, a new one that I've really um, been working on and, you know, have really been sporadic, but is grief and loss, uh, which we, we experience all the time, but the pandemic really um, brought it to, to real light because we had so much loss and grief as a as a planet, everybody experienced it at the same time. You know, oh, that's uh, a disease that's way over there in that continent. And oh, they got war on that continent and in that country. But as a planet, we experienced uh, extreme loss. So I have uh, an anthology that I've done with um, four other ladies who've experienced loss. Um, the other four ladies have experienced loss of a child. Um, and me, the grief process was of a parent. And so that we, we did together as an anthology. But then um, when I went to a conference, I'm always looking for new things to write about, new ideas, new books that are really missing in the marketplace. Um, the school counselors were like, we need um, grief books for children but they need to have diverse characters. We need African-American characters because the Greek books we have have the other uh, ethnicities. So it's not resonating specifically with African-American characters. Well, I've done that. I have my mommy's an angel, my daddy's an angel. But then here recently, um, after they saw it and then where are granny and grandpa? Okay, so I did that. And then now I'm gonna be working on very quickly um, my brother is an angel and my sister is an angel. So now I have the same grief topic for adults and children. And then the loss of grandparents, the loss of parents, and then it'll be loss of siblings. And who knows, it might be loss of, of uh, something else. But now you can see where you can transcend uh, a, a message that you have and really resonate that message with multiple, multiple audiences. That's really, really key. Um, of course, uh, addressing a need that transcends age and that transcends generations is really key. But then on a business sense, that increases your profitability. That increases your ability to uh, produce and reproduce uh, and repurpose the same content, but in putting it in different products and services can um, uh, increase your potential profit margin. Uh, number one, though, it always broadens your audience. It makes your audience much, much larger. Um, it makes your audience with the ability um, to be multiple generation. And so you're able to appeal to uh, multiple people and multiple audiences. Um, you realize that you're taking the emphasis of that topic to another level. 
um, you realizing that this is not just a topic for a smaller group of people, but this is an a, important topic for a global market and not just uh, one group of people who like just this, um, the message transcends. And then, um, of course, we've talked about a generally, generationally uh, making that connection across generations so that that important message continues um, to move forward. Also, it also stretches you as a writer. It gives you an opportunity to, how would I take this message to a younger audience? So even though I talked about being gifted, um, Jackie's gift is a young woman in elementary school or uh, you know, uh, uh, upper or lower middle school who is, there's a talent contest and she sings. But at the end of it, I talk about every child is not going to necessarily sing. Everybody's not going to uh, be a singer, but what's your gift? So it gave me an opportunity to let children and hopefully the teacher who's reading the book or the librarian who's reading the book allow time for discovery. What do you enjoy? What do you love? Uh, what uh, the discovery process of, of what you enjoy, what you're passionate about really helps beginning that process at a younger age because we meet so many adults who say, oh, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know. That's what they tell me, but I don't know whether I really love it or not. I don't know if I'm really passionate about it or not. I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So really when you um, appeal to a very important topic to multiple audiences, you're getting the ball rolling. You're you're stopping um, the stagnation. You're stopping, um, um, you know, uh, people from um, sitting in a rut and not fulfilling their purpose and being their best self and moving forward to being their best self. So, um, you know, I I hope that really helps guide you. We're gonna take a break right here, and we'll be back with more. There is nothing like having a gift, having an ability, and having a talent, and not having the guidance you need to take that gift, ability, and talent to the next level. Every athlete, anyone who wants to do anything great, needs a coach, needs a mentor, needs a guide to go somewhere they've never been. I'm Dr. Julia Royston. I would like to be your book business boss guide to help you take your message, your movement, your book to the next level. Reach out to me. Go to beabookbusinessboss.com, beabookbusinessboss.com. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Have a great day. And we're back. So we've been talking about taking important topics and important messages that you want to deliver through your book. Because that's usually what um, normally what I'm striving to do, uh, especially with self-help, especially with, um, and now with children's books to convey a message in a different way. But I know that it can be life-changing, life-transformational. So um, it, it encourages that message to be delivered as we've talked about before over multiple audiences, multiple groups so that we can actually um, uh, transcend a generation and also be able to Take that topic definitely to the next level. So I want to uh, also talk about um, 
having a faith-based message and then having a general audience version. So not only having um, a, a major topic across children version, having an adult version, having a teen version, having a activity book, having a workbook, potentially having a journal that goes along with it too as well. But also there is a message that you've approached with a faith-based element, which usually has scriptural text and um, uh, you know, a r- opportunity for a prayer, but having a general audience version. So I recently published a um, a book for a couple that was their former teachers and educators, and they wanted to, uh, they presented a book um, on Let's Be Smart. And it was really encouraging development and uh, achievement uh, for middle school and high school students. And it was really wonderful, but I knew that a faith-based version of the book with scriptural text would be a a certain sector of the population, a certain sector uh, of the world. But if they had another version that expanded that, and you know, adjusted it to a general audience. It didn't matter what uh, ethnicity, it didn't matter what gender, it didn't matter what religious beliefs. That message of being smart, putting your best foot forward, being the best you that you could be, so that you could achieve academically, transcends just people of faith. It transcends people. Period. So they have a faith-based ver- version that has scriptures. Uh, uh, it has uh, uh, things that biblical references with scriptures uh, cited as well as other faith-based uh, quotes. But there also is a general version that doesn't seem that doesn't attempt to water it down and doesn't seem to be that different from the main one. It's just adjusted with uh, global uh, quotes as uh, versus scriptural text. So therefore, the message of their book is the same in both. The message that's important for all children to learn is the same. But sometimes it's just like Jesus. You have to adjust it for the audience that you're wanting to reach. You do not want to um, uh, have your uh, book rejected just because you know it is. It has things in there that may offend one generation or thin one audience and is receptive in another. So we looked at it really not so much of denying our faith-based heritage because we've got that book. It's right there. But we also broadened it for a global market and global audience. So that was a, to me, a um, a a publisher's move. That was a a marketplace move. Uh, And sometimes it's not going to matter which, but having those two products in the marketplace makes it really critical and very, very important. It gives people the ability to choose and to have a choice. And there are some times and some opportunities where there's not a choice. And so therefore, I wanted to make sure that I, I broaden their reach as much as possible. And that's what a book business boss, uh, when having a book, to be a boss in your marketplace. That's the adjustments that you have to make. Those are some tweaks that you may have to 
um, um, think about when you're when you're writing. Now, some things are um, non-negotiables, and I do know authors who do that, who say, "No, this is the only direction I'm going, and if it's um, you know only a limited audience, I'm good," and that's fine, and that and that is your choice and your decision. But then there are other times where the audience should be broadened. And as a publisher and as someone who's active in the marketplace, I will always want to warn authors because they have sometimes a limited tunnel view of, of what they want to put out in the marketplace. And if you're committed to that, that's wonderful. But you've got to be ready for the obstacles as well as the opportunity. And let me just say that again. I feel like I, as a, as a faith-based person, I should be honest and uh, let you know that there will be obstacles as well as opportunities. So um, that's a decision. That's a choice. I usually tell authors to be prayerful about it. Be get led by God. Take the advice. Uh, as the old folks say, eat the meat and spit out the bones and then determine um, which direction we're going to head into. And uh, as the scripture says, set your face like a flint and go for it. Um, but don't rely on um, God to do all the work. You got to do the work too. You got to, uh, as I say, go in the highways and hedges and find the people and find the audience for you. You've got to be active on social media. You've got to be uh, making connections and network uh, with people in the community, people in the faith-based community. Um, people in the global marketplace so that you can get your message out there. Um, that's that's my, uh, not only just my elevator pitch, but that's a real place. Uh, get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth and be a book business boss is a real thing. That's not a, um, it's not just a tag and something I say and something I repeat over and over again. That is a real place. That's where I put my money, my profits, my efforts, my energy, my blood, sweat, and tears into is taking it to the next to the next level and getting that message to the masses. So I trust that this helps you today. I hope and and my prayer is is that um, that message that God has given you will transcend generations, transcend audiences, and take it from local, local, regional, national, and international and global. I'm Dr. Julia Royston. You've been listening to the Book Business Boss Show, where I am striving to pour everything that I know into each of these episodes so that you can get your message to the masses, that you can turn your words into wealth and be a book business boss. Be blessed and have a great day. You have been listening to the Book Business Boss Show. For more information on how you can become a book business boss, visit www.bookbusinessbosses.com. That's bookbusinessbosses.com. Hi, this is Charlize of Robert and Charlize Lewis Ministries, home of the After Church Experience radio show. And we would like to wish Envision Radio and Magazine a very, very happy two-year anniversary. So from the After Church Experience radio show, we say congratulations in Vision Radio.
See you. 